This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Are you ready for hour number two on the crazy train? Get your tickets punched right here. Uh, Danny Bush over there. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. 799-1250 is the phone number. Got a couple of updates to give you. Number one. Uh, is that we will be playing the NFL football picking contest starting after the 7:15 break, and that is brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. You're going to win a $10 gift certificate out there if you are the winner. Also, I just got to make this update. Uh, Sherpers out in Oconomowoc is their kayak uh, dem- uh, uh, not demonstration day uh Try it out for free. Try it. They take the, all their kayaks, their, their rental kayaks, they take them over to Fowler Lake by the park there. They've got them in the water, and you can go out and try all these different kayaks, see what you like, and if and then when, the, when it's over at 4 o'clock, they're up for sale at a deep, deep, deep discount, all their rental kayaks. So that's going to be a today out there at Fowler Lake and Sherpers in Oconomowoc. So had to bring that up. Now, Danny... Why would you have to try a kayak? Oh, we get a call. Well, there are, there's different ones, different sizes, different ways. See if it fits you. Yeah, there's different ones. Who do you like got on the line? Shirt we have shoes. our good friend Al Shook. Ah, we hey, knew Al would be calling. Uh, hey, Al. Hey, gentlemen, good morning. How are we doing today? Did you hear us mentioning you before? I'm in the process of getting everything together. I'm on my way up to Tower, Minnesota to Lake Vermilion for a week of fishing. So All right. I couldn't immediately call you back, but... As a private citizen, not a member of the Conservation Congress, okay, yeah, I can say without a doubt that she was a co- complete catastrophe. <laughs> Kathy and, Stepp, the DNR secretary, you're and, saying was a disaster, huh? Absolutely, for a department that's supposed to take care of the natural resources of the state of Wisconsin and be available to answer questions from the public. That department has gone sideways and down the drain as far as I'm concerned. So now uh, she's going to work for the federal government overseeing Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska. <laughs> well, she's not going to be in charge. She's going to be an assistant. Right. So possibly, you know, they'll they'll be able to 
calm her down a little bit, as it were. Let's not forget the, who appointed Mrs. Stepp to the position. Who was, was that? Beloved governor. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, as we used to say when uh, uh, management would change at work, it's like, oh, boy, we're getting a new boss. Oh, boy, we're getting a new boss. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. The devil that you have is worse than the devil that's coming. Right. So do you got uh, any ideas on who might be appointed in her place? Well, right now, the, the deputy secretary, Kurt Feedy, was, uh, you know, is the interim director or the secretary, as they say. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've known Kurt probably 20-some-odd years almost as long as he's been at the, he used to be a liaison to the Congress. Mm-hmm. So we worked with Kurt quite a bit. Nice guy, but here again, he's working for the governor. I think the most disturbing thing about Kathy Stepp's reign was the fact that the DNR employees can't talk to citizens anymore. You know as well as I do that we could have a question for Ben or Kyle or anybody that worked with the DNR, and they would try and answer to the best of their ability. Now you ask them a question and they gulp hard, look around the room and go, well, uh, let me get back to you. Oh, they're they're afraid to answer the stuff, huh? Well, it, it was unwritten, unsound policy that, all the answers to the questions had to come out of Madison. Oh, okay. And it's it's it, yeah. Actually, a person that works in Madison—that's his only job—is to field any questions from media or large groups, find out who it is that's going to answer it, and then hand them a piece of paper with the answer to the question on it. And yep. if they ask another question, well, guess what? They won't have an answer because that's not down on the paper already. Yeah, I, I did kind of sense that, Al, when I, I did ask some rather, maybe some, try to ask some spicy questions with those guys, and they'd kind of say, oh, I, you know, rather not say, or they just didn't want to comment because they don't want to get in trouble for saying mm-hmm. something. They can't really say how they really feel, too, because, you know, they don't want to get in trouble with the boss. That That's exactly the truth. And it's not that they would get in trouble. Some of them feared for their very job. And it's it's not a joking matter. Wow. So it, it complain as much as you want about the DNR in the last 10 years or so. But over the last seven or six since Kathy's been there, it has changed quite a bit. We basically have no science department. The realignment that they're doing with the DNR is... It's going to be very difficult for wardens to patrol the parks and do their regular job, even though they claim they're going to hire 33 additional wardens. There's going to be time that has to be taken away from the lakes and the woods and the hiking trails to be a park ranger, because there aren't going to be park rangers anymore. Yeah, they were doing away with that. Yeah, It's it's happening. Mm -hmm. The wardens are... Right now, getting tutored, I guess you could say, on you know what parks they're going to be looking at and what type of you know enforcement actions are normally taking place in those parks. And from my younger days when I used to raise a little heck, you know most of the fun starts after dark in a park. You know when you're sitting around a camp. 
most of the violations happen out in the woods, too. So take your pick. Where do you want them to be? I'm going to go party in the park after well, dark. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> all right. No, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not disturbed at all that she's gone as a private citizen. It suits me just fine. I'm just sort of on pins and needles wondering what kind of genius they're going to put in there now. Yeah, what's uh, coming next? You know, yeah. I suggested you know, Tom. You don't even go and testify in front of the legislature when bills are up, like the 411 for the warden bill. Mm-hmm. No one from the DNR was allowed to go over and testify at that hearing. And they're they in charge asked. of the wardens. That, were, <laughs> That's kind of strange. Allowed, they were not allowed to testify on any legislative action. Wow. And in the past, they used to be able to tell, hey, this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is the bill may affect that in some manner. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. So is that Walker running it like a dictator then, or who's who's kind of... Well, you got to remember who hires who. And at the top of the food chain is Governor Walker. And the secretary of the DNR is in an appointed position. And it's appointed by the governor and approved by the legislature. So they, they don't act independently. It's not like you get the job like a you know, Supreme Court judge, you get the job and you've got it for life, you know. But Mm -hmm. uh, this is a situation where it's a little iffy. We'll have to see where it goes. You know, she initiated the Go Wild system and some other things that people like and people hate, but that's typical no matter what happens in any administration. So what you're saying, Al, is a fish stinks from the head on down. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, this is, this used to be a situation we were all happy to get him elected, but when they took care of the things that we were complaining about the most, they started looking for other things to do, uh, pink camouflage, culling of fish, a lot of things that they were running legislation through and being signed by the governor, uh, like the CWD bill, where it's okay to start baiting again, where they know they have CWD. Every scientist and anybody that's got any common sense at all did not want this to happen because it's just going to promulgate more CWD. Right. It's going to draw animals together. Well, the governor signed it. So, you, you know, Walker for sportsmen? Yeah, maybe. Not all the time, though, that's for sure. Yeah. So, well, well, Al, thanks for calling and giving us your two cents worth. We always appreciate yeah, appreciate it. the info. And to give us a call with some hunting reports in the next couple of weeks. And, and if you ca- catch a big fish, call us and brag a little bit. Well, I will. And, and the hunting reports, the geese have been dry, have been dying quite regularly around here, <laughs> Well, that's so. good. All right. So well, you guys have a great day. Okay, we'll talk to you right later. Now. This is my private citizen. All right. All right. Thanks, Al. Thank you. All that right, was... guys. Have a great one. Okay, Bye-bye. that was Al Shook. It's private citizen yeah. Al Shook yeah. um, talking to private citizen Dan Bush and Tom Neubauer. Uh, now, Danny, a couple of minutes isn't going to be time enough. You went goose hunting, and we're going to be getting some goose sticks here at the station. Greg can't wait for them, the jalapeno and cheddar ones. We're going to talk but, about this when we come back from what, break, Tom. No, we got to do the NFL football picking We're after the break. We're going to talk about this when we do the NFL, after we do the NFL yes. football picks after we do the break, Tom. Right. That's what we're no going to do. No problem. So let's do the break a few minutes early. We'll do the NFL football picking contest, and then we're going to talk. Danny's going to tell us all about his goose hunting experience. Now, if you want to be a contestant, give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. 
All you got to do is tie us or beat us, any one of us three, Greg, Danny, or me, and on the picking, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. And trust me, everybody's going to win because <laughs> I got to send them out, and I'm going to just send them out on Monday regardless. Everybody's a winner. But then again, maybe I'll have a that change of heart. Third grade soccer. Yeah, I, I might have a change of heart. You might not Everybody win. <laughs> gets a trophy. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. It is now time for the... From the frozen yeah. tundra... Curly's Lambeau Waterfront Field. Pubs NFL it was Football a cold day, Picking my Contest. Curly's Waterfront Pub is on Pewaukee Lake. If you want to find out more about what they have, that it's the place <coughs> oh, excuse me, to meet, laugh, eat, drink, and just enjoy life, <coughs> Excuse me. go to curlyswaterfrontpub.com. Greg, take it away. All right, our contestant is Paul from New Berlin. All right. Right. We're going to start off in the college ranks. We have Florida Atlantic University facing Wisconsin Badgers at Camp Randall. Wisconsin is giving the Owls 33 points. And Paul's on the line right now? Paul, who you got? Well, I'm hoping for Wisconsin. I don't know about the points, but I'll take Wisconsin. All right. Tommy. Well, you know, uh, Florida Atlantic is now being coached by Lane Kiffin, so he's a pretty good coach, I guess. But we'll see what happens over there. But I, I think uh, I think I'll take Wisconsin too. I think they're going to have another pounding. Yeah, Bushy, pound fast, Wisconsin. Look I, what I'm wearing, guys. Yeah, Wisconsin. I will go with Wisconsin as well. Florida Atlantic is junk. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go now to the NFC North in the NFL. Paul, (laughs) Arizona at Detroit. Detroit is getting two points. Who you got? Oh, I don't know. I'll I'll (laughs) go with Detroit. All right, Bushy. Detroit do have a good defense. Um, I'll go with Detroit. Carson, Carson Palmer is the quarterback at Arizona, isn't he? He is. Yeah, I got to wonder about that. Uh, Oh, boy, it's a tough one. I'm going to go with Arizona. I will go with Arizona as well. I do not think that. Stafford has a hotter wife, so that's why you got to go with Detroit. Who's his wife? Stafford? Yeah. Not looking blonde. I'll have to look it up. up. (laughs) All right, next game we have on the docket is Atlanta at Chicago. Chicago is getting six points. Paul, what do you got? Atlanta. All right, Tom. How can it? How can Chicago be only be getting six points? Atlanta's pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> should have won the Super Bowl. What do you mean, pretty good? <laughs> yeah, they uh, just they just fell choked off. it away. Choked. Yeah, they choked well, it away. We'll, the we'll Patriots s- did not. Win. We'll, oh, we'll see if Strabinski can do anything down there if he gets Who's in. Strabinski. It's uh, their number one draft pick for quarterback in Chicago. So we'll see if he if oh, he yeah, gets that in. guy. If he plays. The guy, but they I'm, booed. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta. Yeah. Bushy? Yeah, Atlanta. Chicago's going to be a complete disaster this year. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> I will go with Atlanta as yeah. well. 
Next game will be the New Orleans Saints traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Minnesota is giving New Orleans three and a half. Paul, who we got? Well, I guess they got to pay for that new stadium. I'll go with Minnesota. All right. Bushy. Yeah, you know, um, Drew Brees is too old. Call it a wrap, dude. Uh, we'll go with the Vikings. Tom? You know, yeah. sometimes New Orleans does – sometimes they're really good and sometimes they really suck. I mean, I, this is a tough one. I don't want Minnesota to win, so that's why I'm going to root for the New Orleans, New Orleans guys or Orleans or whatever. I'm going to go with New Orleans as well. I think their offense is going to overpower Minnesota's defense. Minnesota's and, got a great defense, man. Yeah, but they don't have any offense, and I think that what? New Orleans offense – yeah, did you see they started out six and zero last year, and what they finish? Well, that was just a mild yeah. aberration. Yeah. 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 No exactly. indicative of their true now, potential. All right, the game of the week. An the game of the week is the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the beloved Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Green Bay is giving Seattle three. Paul, who you got? Gotta go with Green Bay. All right, and we're going to go with Tommy. Uh, this is a no-brainer for me. Green Bay all the way. <laughs> Bushy? You know, once again, they had Aaron Rodgers sitting on the sideline shining shoes during the preseason, and the offense always starts off out of sync because we don't take the preseason. So we're going to look rusty, and I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I will disagree with you, Bushy. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Aaron uh, Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So they have Seattle's number when they're playing at home. The Packers will win. Yeah. Well, good luck, Paul. Thank you and love the show. All, All right. right. Thank, Thank you, you for Paul. listening, Paul. Bye now. Yeah, I, I I don't have any doubt about Green Bay. Uh, what was what was the score last time uh, Seattle came to Lambeau? Thirty eight to ten. Was that what what it was? It or was it was thirty eight seventeen. As a matter of fact, in the last meetings uh of of seattle and green bay green bay has won the point difference it was something like 57 points to 28 points or something like that i mean it, it's green bay they can handle them i mean yeah seattle's got a defense but not an offense the only guy i i can't wait to see is eddie lacy but i don't think he's they got three running backs over there in seattle eddie lacy is one of the three they got two other good guys i mean I don't think he's going to, you know, well, if he, saying, he might get 10, 12 carries. They're or saying he that Eddie Lacy is going to get the start now because yeah. uh, it looks like their starting running back, Thomas Rawls, is going to be out with an ankle injury. It doesn't matter. Eddie Lacy is 373 pounds. No, he's, I thought he, I thought he lost some weight. He didn't lose anything. No? He lost the uh, weight in the beginning. How to do make, you know, Greg? To make weight. Him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? He looks chunky. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. He made yeah. weight just to make the roster bonus because otherwise they would cut him. Yeah. I and after that, it. he put the weight right back on. Really? He went and had some of that China food, Listen, huh? You remember, you remember? <laughs> he can move fast for a big man. No, he cannot. Man. No, yes, he cannot. Can. Look, at, I will bring up highlights of him spinning. He is a slow. You can spin faster than he does. Well, I know. I'm a great athlete, but I'm just asking. Besides the <laughs> no. point, age, he, he's well, horrible. I think he's going to come out full of piss and vinegar because he's tired of all the fat jokes up here. Oh, okay. What does that mean? He's going to be a fat he's man. He's not good. 
fat man Their running like a line train. sucks. He's not yeah, good. Their offensive line is not that good. Well, so I'll tell you what, ours is no juggernaut or juggernaut. No, I don't know. Our, our starting offensive is line is good. Is going to be out there? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He'll be out there. No, our offensive line is good. They are good. They're and and they got and they just uh, uh, signed another offensive uh, backup that uh, played for well, who was it? I can't remember. But anyway, no, they're the Preble Hornets. They, they should be okay. As long as nobody gets hurt. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll but see. We'll see what happens. All right. I'm really going to be I'm watching. looking forward to it. Can't right. wait. Okay. You know, Here's our side wager, boys. Okay. Eddie Lacy. Okay. Uh, the over-under is 50 yards. Oh. Under. Over. I'll take I'll take the over. I think he might get over 50 yards if he gets, like, 20 carries. <laughs> if he gets, like, 20 carries... Yeah, he'll probably go okay. over 50 so yards. So if he goes under, I owe you some habanero hot sticks from Bucky's Fine Meats, Greg. All right. Because. And, or, or, get this. Here's the other other fine one. Cheddar bacon mild sticks. Oh, the cheddar bacon are awesome. I took 15 pounds of meat out to Bucky's on um, uh, Sunday. No, Monday. They were open Labor Day. They, they were. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I, I brought it out. I got goose. I had threw some venison in there yeah. and a couple of pheasants. <laughs> they can just mix it all up, throw some pork in there, all that good stuff. In fact, I was I was there turning the stuff in, and the gal be, behind me, or guy behind me, heard me talking about goose. And... He says, well, my son just shot some geese the other day, and we we tried cooking those things last year. They're terrible. And I said, man, you got to bring them in here and have some of those sticks made. They're incredible. So the guy was all fired up to bring some geese to Bucky's there. So, yeah, we're going to get a combination. I brought in 15 pounds of meat, half and half. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I th- did I tell you about my goose hunting? Uh, I guess I didn't tell. No, about- you didn't okay. tell us yet. So I went goose hunting last week, um, uh, Monday. Went out to the, the old, you know, again, it's a grueling hunt. We had to walk a couple hundred yards th- through a farm field with the grass two inches high and wade through that to our lawn chairs and set them up on the edge of the cow pasture and sit there waiting for the geese. But this year, let me tell you, the geese were wily, Tom. Yeah. Last year, they'd just come in and land, and, you know, we got some decoys out there. These geese were acting so skittish. We had group after group. They'd come in, they'd set their wings, and then they'd abort. Really? They'd, yeah. And so then we th- we started thinking, well, geez, we might actually have to try and camouflage ourselves here. <laughs> so we're cutting down tree limbs, and we're putting stuff yeah. up. And uh, sat till 10 o'clock, and nothing Nothing came in, and so a group of the guys, half the guys went up to the barn to leave. And sure enough, uh, as fate may have it, I was at this point, Tom, I'm actually, Scott's sitting in his lawn chair. I actually went to the edge of the woods and laid flat on my back in the sun, and I'm napping. So it's 1030, I'm, I'm napping and just chilling, and then all of a sudden I hear, there they are, right? But they came over the top of the woods, and... We're right on top of us, so we. I scrambled to my feet, lightning fast, got behind a tree. Scott got behind a tree, and they circled, and he goes, oh, God dang, they saw us. I said, no, no, I don't think they did. 
and those things came on landing in, and mm-hmm. it was coom, kaboom, boom, boom, geese everywhere. <laughs> and the guys up at the barn, the guys at the barn were cussing. They were, they swore at us on the phone, you sons, because they no sooner had they left than the geese came in. But what was cool was um, the dog, they got the black lab mm-hmm. up there. I think it's Molly was the dog. And she was whining and wanting to come racing down yeah. when she saw them land. And Greg is saying, no, no, no. But as soon as the first shot went, boom, she was like a streak. So by the time we had the, I, I finished two of the, two of the, two of the flopping geese off. By the time they were all finished flopping, dog was right there, come racing in like a streak from hundreds of yards away. Grabbed one of the geese and went trotting right over to the lawn chairs and dropped it down there. It was really awesome. cool. The dog knew right where we'd been sitting for hours. It took it and dropped it, uh, dropped it right there. So. That was our excitement for the day, but we got enough geese out of the deal, let me yeah. tell you. And so out of that we'll one some, flock. Out of that one yeah. flock, man. Yeah. Awesome. And all of a sudden, there they, that's it. That's what I heard. All of a sudden, you just, they didn't open, they didn't make a sound till they were right on top of us. Wow. They came in on a sneak attack over the top of the woods, but. They were like ninja geese. They were like ninja geese, <laughs> but we put the, well, actually, I'll say Scott put the smack down on them, because. I aimed, I didn't, by the time I went to shoot, he shot as soon as they landed. Then they're all taken off. I was trying to pick out one goose. Yeah. It was impossible. They were all <laughs> thick together and I didn't want to flock shoot. So I just went, I just took care of whacking the ones that yeah. he'd knocked down and, and uh, finishing them off. That's all right. It was That's a good time right. though. Hopefully uh, the boys will be out tomorrow too on yeah. the old pasture. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, I, I don't mind. I got a fishing guide tomorrow. Sandy yeah. Plaster's coming up tomorrow for some, uh, Musky fishing, but I don't think we're we're not going to be able to just troll anymore. It's going to be a combination mm-hmm. troll cast. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little Lake Winnebago fishing, perch, walleye, and of course the beloved sheephead. We'll be right back with more with sheep's Danny head. Bush. Yeah, sheep, head sheep's suck. head. Well, Danny They're Bush junk. and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We'll be right back junk. with a more on one hundred five seven FM. The fan. <laughs> Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you from the Baitmate Fish Attracting Studios. And Tom, I was uh, we were talking about Bucky's a little bit ago. Yeah. Sitting in the goose blind last week, I had some uh, summer sausage, mm-hmm. and it was great. Mm-hmm. And I asked the guy, where'd you get this made? Bucky's. Yep. How about that? Really good. Well, Winnebago is still doing really good. Walleyes, perch. Of course, you're going to catch your occasional white bass and sheephead. But I plan on going up there next week, Sunday. And uh, and I'm telling you, I'm going to keep some of those sheephead, and I'm going to smoke them. I'm going to bring them in to you guys. I you're going to smoke some sheep's head? They're good smoked. They really are. They're an oily fish, and they're very good smoked, yeah. So I'm going to... I'm going to keep a few of those if we catch some, but we definitely will be catching walleyes and perch. I know that for well, a fact. Well, I was talking to Brian last night, 
who's probably in REM sleep three after being at Parktoberfest in Pewaukee last night. But mm. he said he was going to call the show because he was telling me he got some walleyes and perch there. Yeah. And it's yeah. going pretty good. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's going very good. And uh, I've, as a matter of fact, I got my crankbait box already, my box of crankbaits ready for them. Now, are they catching the perch, trolling the crankbaits? No, then? no, no, no. Perch are a little bit different. Now, this, my little secret for catching the perch out there, I don't know if it's a secret or not, but what I do is, number one, I take a, uh, a what do you call it, a number six true turn gold Aberdeen hook. Okay, number six, true turn gold Aberdeen hook. Then I take a red piece of plastic. Okay, you can find red plastics all all over the place, whatever. But it's a a, a small piece, kind of like the size that you'd see on a mini mite. Okay, but just the top part, not the tail part. And I put that over the the hook, the not the point of the hook, but the shank. I put that down by the shank of the hook, and then I just put about an inch of a night crawler on. Just about an inch of a crawler. Do you think that red plastic attracts them, basically? You know, I don't know if it does or not, but we've been doing that for years, and it seems to work. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, why why, why fix it if it ain't broke, you know? I mean, we've been doing it for years. Now, we'll catch them without the red plastic, too. Right. So, You know, I mean, but uh, it seems like over the years that when we have done that, it, it works. But you know what I should try? I should try the orange. <laughs> So where do you get the plastic then? What is you oh, take, you can, you can take like a plastic worm or something? Yeah, you take yeah. like a plastic worm, cut it a little cut bit. Cut it in you know? little segments Yeah, just slide that right yeah. on there? slide it down over the eye of the hook, just past the eye of the hook. You How know? about I like mean, a, a chompers with a little bit of smell to it with that? Yeah, you okay. could do that too. I don't know if the smell, I mean, you got the piece of crawler on there, so I guess that's all the smell you really need. You got some meat on there. Speaking, speaking of the chompers, when I was up uh, last week Friday, I stopped and saw Randy at Midwestern yeah. Shooter Supply. Yeah. And I picked up a few fishing lures. A guy came in there, and he's looking at plastics. Randy says, hey, can I help you? He goes, nope, got just what I need. He grabbed a bunch of chompers, and he oh, yeah. said, these rock, and yeah. walked out. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, for years I've been using the chompers, uh, plastic worms, you know, for wacky rigging and that. It's called a salty sinker. But I've also used the uh, Yamamoto Senkos. Those work, too. I've also used, uh, I've been using a lot of, lately, the, the Yum. Yum. Yum dingers, yeah. yeah. And the only reason why is that they're cheaper. They're half the price. I mean, and it's the same thing. But you got to look closely at, at, at now. I like the uh, watermelon with red flake. Some of them have maybe too much red flake in it. Some of them really? have bigger flakes, bigger squares of flakes. Some have smaller flakes. As a matter of fact, in uh, Senkos, they have one that's big red flake. Small red flake. Well, what do you like? But I, I don't like a lot of the red flake. I just like a little bit just of the red touch. flake. Yeah, a little bit of the red flake. A little flake. more subtle present. Uh, yeah, and same thing with the purple flake. Uh, I like the smaller flakes and not a ton of them. Just but, not but quite just, as gaudy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, can look at them, I can look at them and tell. But anyway, who you got on the line, Greg? We have Joe from Dousman. Okay, hey, good morning, Joe. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good, what's up? Good. I usually call in letting you guys know about events at Fox River Christian Church. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, this one's a little bit different. Uh, one of my colleagues, I'm, I'm a teacher at Waukesha West High School. Uh, one of my colleagues, Mark Anderson, and I are starting a fishing club there. It's going to be brand new. We're just getting it going. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things that we're trying to figure out here. 
Um, if there's any guys in the area you know, down here who may have some advice for us or, you know, some pros or guides or anything that may be willing to team up with us, you know, to kind of help us get some kids out in the boat and figure some things out. I, you know, I, I know you guys got a great follow and everything and thought I'd pick up the phone and give you a shout out. No, let me ask you this, Joe, is this going to be a classroom or on the water? Um, we are trying to do a, a combination of both. We really want to get kids out on the water, but then we want to do an educational component to it too. Yeah, I would recommend, do me a favor. You you know what our email site is, right? CEOguys at yahoo.com. You got yep. that? Yep. Okay, email me your, your name and, and name and phone number, and I will call you this week, all right? Okay. Uh, because, you know, believe it or not, a number of years back, I was asked to teach a course on fishing at UWM Milwaukee, at UW Milwaukee. But when I realized how much work was involved, <laughs> I said, ah, no, that's all right. And we didn't even talk money yet. I just thought, yeah, that's just too much work. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, it's a lot of, lot of writing, a lot of topic. you got to have a whole curriculum involved, you know. So, uh, but... You email me your name and uh, phone number, and I'll get back to you, and we'll talk about it, all right? Uh, you know, awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, many years ago, uh, I was actually teaching at uh, uh, Madison High School in Milwaukee, and uh, I had gotten some stuff forwarded to me from uh, from some of the administrators there. They had, uh, I think it was from the National Freshwater Fishing Foundation. Mm -hmm. They actually had a program where you could, if you could, write a curriculum, they'd send you a grant of like $20,000 or something like that, or 10000 yeah. to start a fishing-type program. And I never followed up on it, but there might be some resources available there. And you said you're at Waukesha West. I know your uh, 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 assistant uh, superintendent out there, Joe, is a buddy of mine. He's a big fisherman, so... You, uh, Joe Cook, yeah. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Maybe a great guy. Yeah, real good guy. He, he, I've taken him out musky fishing... Uh, he didn't get get out there with me the last year or two, but I guess he's been pretty busy. So hopefully, I get him out again. All right. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing from you. And yeah, uh, awesome. And uh, you know, likewise, I'm anything that we can get from you guys or anyone <laughs> else out there to to help us out, and you know, that, that would be great. All right. We'll talk to you yeah, later. Good luck with it. All right, good luck. Guys. Thank you. All Bye right, now. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it, well, we got to go to break. I was going to start talking about something else, but anyway, we got to go to a break right now. When we come back, we got the last segment of the show. So stay tuned, and if you got any questions or comments, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250 here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And we got a caller here, Greg? We do. Okay. Have we got Jim with our bear report? Oh, the bear report is ready to go, Bushy. What's going on with the, uh, what is it, Northwoods Outfitters up there? Up there, Flambeau Forest Outfitters. We're getting ready for our 13 bait sitters to come into camp here on Tuesday night. Okay. And the baits are getting pounded. Now, did see? Oh no! So season, 
see does did season open there this Wednesday or does it open like next Wednesday? Uh, the 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 babysitters get to go this coming Wednesday. So uh, the dog hunters are going right now, so they get their first week. Okay. Uh, this year, so they started Wednesday, and um, uh, a couple of nice birds have been shot. I haven't heard anything big yet. Like what super big? Like super tanker? What zone is that? That's zone A. Zone A. Okay. Yeah. And how many how many baits have they got going up there? Um, we, right now we've got twenty five bait sites that we're running. Okay. Um, and I just realized the moon's up right now. We should go fishing when we get off of yeah off the radio show. <laughs> I just I just realized the moon's over almost fish, overhead. Fish um, might be biting. <laughs> fish might be biting very soon. Um, so yeah, we have got uh, twenty five baits going. We've got thirteen guys in camp. Um, now what? Jake uh, over at Carly's Bar and Grill there has read your book at least one chapter. He claims. he did. Now is he yeah. go, is he going to be up there hunting next week? Then he, he, yeah, he got his tag. We're going to be leaving Monday. He's going to come up with me, and then uh, hopefully we can get some of the, some of his hunt on video, which will be pretty cool. But um, so you got some good ones on camera. Do you basically put cameras at all the bait sites then? No, actually never. Um, really, we, we don't. Uh, it's camera bears and cameras aren't uh, they're Cameras are not your best friend a lot of times. I think it's, uh, a lot of guys want to get so much stuff on video and see everything that's coming in, and uh, those those bears are not dumb animals. And uh, so, you, we, so uh, are you saying? Because when I t- years when I shot my bear in 2012, I yep. set I set up my I did set up a cam. Uh, the only thing I was told was some guys actually try and put like a little cage around it because the bear can try and eat. They'll see it and they'll try and bite eat the camera you know you're gonna lose a trail cam now i didn't well, have i didn't have that problem but are you saying that maybe some of these bears are starting to get conditioned to trail cameras i don't think they're starting i think that people have just overused these trail cams over the years and then one of the other things is i, I think people are they're they don't understand that a bear can smell better than just about any animal in the woods and it's gonna it's gonna sniff that camera. And what what do most guys do? They they take their donuts or their their fluff or their granola, and they make this bear bait pile, and then they go futz with their camera, right? Well, that bear can smell that was what was on your hands after you get done putzing with your camera. That's why they try and eat the camera. That's why they're eating the camera. Okay. Um. Even 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 touching a chip that your your SD card that's in your camera that's gonna. You know, they can smell that. So uh, now, now, now that you say that, I do remember. That's what the guy at Big Woods Bear Bait told me. He said, "Don't have bear scent on your hands of food, and then go handle the camera." So I think I wore rubber gloves when I set it up last. Yeah, and that's and that's a big thing. The other thing I do, I, I think that they, you know, I, I I had just said this last night in a conversation. If um, um, you might if if I came to, if I came to your house, Danny, and I put up a camera in your living room, you might might not find it for about three or four days, but eventually you're going to find that camera. Right. And you're doing the same thing in the bear's living room, you know? So, so eventually uh, they might, well, I suppose, I suppose. You know it's not normal. It's out of their element. It's, it's, uh, so you want, you want put it on there, see what you're getting and then get it out. That's kind of. Okay. Kinda so don't have it set up, you know, cause on my screensaver, I've got a bear at my bait site standing there it was right before I shot the bear. I've actually got, because I had the camera going while I was up in the tree. So yep. for me, it's kind of cool. I can look at my computer and see the bear that I shot right standing there on the camera uh, on the screen. But, uh, well. I uh, and I think, but and now if you remember that hunt when you shot your bear, you how long was that camera out there, do you think? 
Oh, we didn't even. I didn't even set up till like uh, July thirty first or something like that. Right. So it wasn't. It wasn't out there for the entire time. Well, you know? I suppose. So I think a lot of guys. A lot of guys will go and set. Even for deer, it's the same way. You know, they, they set up these cameras and they want to see everything that's coming in. Right. And these animals will get. They'll get camera shy. You know, and, and especially I... we found it over the years that especially with bear. Put them on, see what you got coming in, get the cameras out. Okay. And then yeah. did they set those stands up, those baits, in April or earlier this year then? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of our stands, um, obviously, we, we reuse them and we've got to, we move them a little bit, but they're in the same general areas over the course of, uh, you know, from bear hunt to bear hunt year. And then, um, sorry, here, I'm just letting the bird dog out. Gotcha. Uh, um, and uh, once we clean them up, you know, we've got uh, we got some set up for just for rifle. We got some set up just for bow, and then we've got some that can pretty much go both ways. And uh, if we use half of those stands, I think that'll be a lot. Right. Um, well, so you got so, more more than enough stands, and it's, so Jake will be up there next week. What I tell Jake to call the show next Saturday if he's got his bear and let us know what he's got up there. We we will we will absolutely we will absolutely do that. Hopefully he'll be done within. Uh, in the first uh, first day or two, but you know how that goes. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you get going. Thanks for the report, and uh, get yep. back to us next week. Let us know what the kill was. Sounds good, guys. Have a good show. Take All right. Care. Take care, Jim. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. You know, there was something I wanted to add real quick to that Winnebago thing. I think what I'm going to do, and I've done this in the past too, is I've taken, uh, instead of using a, a true turn hook with the plastic on, I've just taken a mini mite. Now, it's got a smaller hook. I prefer a little bit bigger hook, you know, the number six. On uh, the mini mite is a, a number eight. But I'll take that mini mite, and I'll cut the tail off. So I've already got the piece of plastic. I've already got the weight, so I don't have to put, like, a sinker on or anything. Uh, I might sometimes put a little split shot above it, you know, a ways, uh, just to get it down a little bit quicker, uh, especially when they're, coming in you want to get down quick you know right uh but anyway i'll have that little piece of plastic and normally i would use the there's one that they make it's got a black head with a red body but i think i'm going to try the orange one you know because i like that orange color you know i think there's I'm no give reason that a shot i mean if heck? it's bright colors are working for those yeah. perch then if red well, works you would think orange would work well we'll see i'll give it a shot and i'll report back <laughs> how about do you, do you ever get any crappies up there do they have crappies? Early in? in the season. When we've gone early in the season, we've done extremely good on crappies, like in uh, late April. In the sloughs and the bays and that, yes, and, and big bluegills. Uh, the only thing is is that once they go out into the lake, I have no idea where the heck they go because I can't find them anymore. <laughs> they must be out in schools out well, there. There's, there's somewhere out there, by golly, because that lake, you know, Winnebago's got a little bit of everything, you know? I mean, and... And people don't think of it as like a smallmouth bass or largemouth bass lake or a northern pike lake, but they're in there, and there's some muskies in there too. So, so which launch do you go to when you go up? There? I either go to the Black Wolf launch or I go to the Rainbow Park launch. One of the two. It depends. If I'm going to fish Abrams Reef, I'll go to the Black Wolf launch, and if I'm going to fish, uh, the Rainbow's uh, right on the river, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, on the river, it's right by you, my brother's house. Yeah, that you go into the lake, but right. But uh, uh, Abrams Reef is a lot closer to front with the what do you call it the wolf wolf uh, the black wolf launch. Okay. So I just go right out and it's right there. So. Yeah. Well, the uh, um, Rainbow one has a nice little bait shop there. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of parking. Yeah. 
Big area. Well, it looks like they've expanded that over over the years. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It seems like it looks nicer when a lot I drove of docks, by last week. Yeah, a lot of docks areas, you know, and there's uh, launching on both sides. There's a bunch of. I mean, it's a it's a big area for it. And uh, I I forget uh, at, at at Black Wolf, it's two. I think I, I forget for launching sides. Okay. Black but, Wolf. Uh, yeah, either Black Wolf or or so. You yeah. do now. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Greg. Oh no, we should keep talking. What are you waving at over there? What are you trying? What do you got a fly by your head or yeah. something? <laughs> Chew it away. You're gonna get stung. Oh, we gotta go. Oh, okay. okay. All right. That's all, all right. we got. We gotta, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, <laughs> and God bless and stay free, everyone. Das ist alles für heute. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellent. Talk to you all next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.